This is my Backlash 2020 pay-per-view review. And this pay-per-view was probably the worst pay-per-view of the year. Take out the Drew McIntyre championship match and the supposedly greatest wrestling match ever. This pay-per-view sucked. We're going to run right through this. I don't even want to spend too much time on it. I know this review is a little late, but here it is. We start with the kickoff show. We have Apollo Cruz versus Andrade for the United States Championship. They've had better matches in the past before. Um, there was a spot in the match where Andrade took like a back body drop on the ramp, looked painful. Then there was a spot where um, Apollo Cruz does like the the moonsault or whatever goes for the pin. Garza distracts the ref. Kevin Owens takes Garza down from the ring apron. Stunner. Andrade is distracted. Cruz picks him up for the spinning powerbomb. One, two, three. Apollo Cruz is still your United States champion. Like I said, they've had way better matches in the past. Then we get into the first match of the actual card. And it was a women's tag team championship match. A triple threat. And it was Alexa Bliss and Nikki Cross versus Iconics versus Sasha Banks and Bailey. This match, I wrote it right here in my notes. Trash and Bocce. There was literally one point in the match, I think Sasha and Alexa were fighting on the ring apron, and I think it was Billy Kay or Peyton Royce, she goes to like run to spear them, and she didn't even get damn near all of them, or get full of the spear, and she went damn near face first on like the LED board on the on the ring apron. Looked fucking crazy, I already knew the outcome of this match. Sasha Banks rolls up Alexa Bliss, and Sasha Banks and Bailey are still your tag team champions. This match sucked. Then we get into Jeff Hardy versus Sheamus. This was a pretty okay match, but there was a lot of botches in this match as well. Like, they made up for it for the sheer, like, physicality of this match. But this match was really botchy all over the place. There was a spot where, like, I think Sheamus hit Jeff Hardy's knee on, like, the on like the ring post. And they made, like, a really nasty sound. You could have thought that, like, you know, Sheamus just broke this guy's fucking leg or shattered his knee in a million pieces, but whatever. The closing moments, Hardy hits a, a swanton on Sheamus. Sheamus gets his foot on the rope. Jeff is like, come on, come on. Hardy, ro- um, I think Sheamus rolls out the ring. Hardy runs like on top of the barricade. Sheamus catches him for a bro kick. Sheamus rolls. Jeff Hardy back into the ring. Sheamus hits another bro kick and Sheamus picks up the victory. We already saw this coming. Sheamus lost to Hardy. Once in the Intercontinental Championship Tournament. And on top of that, Hardy cost him a spot in the finals. So, we already knew Sheamus was going to pick up this victory. So, I'm a, they're 1-1 apiece. So, I'm assuming at the next pay-per-view, which it is announced, Extreme Rules, July 19th, is the next pay-per-view. I'm assuming they're going to have like some Extreme Rules match, Tables match, TLC match, whatever fucking match they're going to have. And that will probably be the end of the feud. After that, we get the Raw Women's Championship match. Asuka versus Nia Jax. This match, they have good chemistry. I would say that they have good chemistry. Um, Asuka was really trying to break her arm. Like, she had her in, like, in in a modified octopus... And she had, like, a quick little submission armbar takedowns. And it looked really cool. But then the match ends in a double countout. I didn't like that because now we have to see more of Asuka and Nia Jax. 
whatever. Asuka picked up the victory, and let's move on. Then we get into the Universal Championship match, and it was a two-on-one handicap. Braun Strowman versus The Miz and John Morrison. Huh, I, I hate this fucking match. Spot in the match, they did like this cool modified, like, um, skull crusher finale, knee to the back of the head or whatever. Then Morrison goes to pin Strowman. Miz pulls Morrison off of Strowman. And Miz is like, I'm sorry, I didn't know what I was doing. We already know what he was going to do. Because if, if Miz pinned Strowman, he was Universal Champion. If Morrison pinned Strowman, Morrison was Universal Champion. They would have never been co-champions. They would have never fucking cut the belt in half. And they would have a belt. Of pe- no. No. And in the closing moments of the match, you already know. Braun Strowman hits a running power slam on John Morrison. And sadly, Braun Strowman is still... Our universal champion. Yawn. Then we get into the WWE Championship match. Drew McIntyre versus Bobby Lashley. Going into this match, I was like, I don't want to see this. But so far, up to this point, this was the best match of the night. The best match of the night. Even though Bobby Lashley almost killed Drew McIntyre. Because like it was a spot in the match where he had him like in this... Like, fireman's carry, and I think, like, he overshot or he didn't get his hand on the head to, like, catch him or whatever. And, like, Bobby Lashley just dropped Drew right on his face. Did, like, that Undertaker botch from May- from WrestleMania 25. Look sort of crazy. But they started the match, and Bobby Lashley just goes straight for Drew McIntyre. He even waste no time. This is his first championship match in 13 years. He's not going to waste it with a, a collar and elbow tire, but he's just going to go straight for him. And then they and they were going at it. They were fighting like two heavyweights are supposed to fight. Fighting like men. Not a bunch of backyard wrestlers pretending to be wrestler. And this was a, a really good match. The, like in the closing moments of it, dumb trading submissions. Like um there was a spot where I think Drew McIntyre had Bobby Lashley like ready for like a tombstone power driver. Bobby Lashley countered that into like an ankle lock, I think. Then Drew McIntyre countered that. Got up and it had Bobby Lashley in the Komora lock, which is I found kind of cool. And then Lana comes out and graces us with her presence. Yarn. Bobby Lashley gets distracted. Drew McIntyre hits a Glasgow kiss to Bobby Lashley. Bobby Lashley accidentally bumps into Lana. Then Lana falls onto MVP. Bobby's like, what the hell's going on? Turns around. Claymore kick to the face. And Drew McIntyre is still your WWE champion. This was the right outcome. And this match, despite Bobby losing, it still makes him look good because this match was really good. If this match sucked, I would have not been saying this, but this match was really good. I, don't even, I almost don't even want to talk what happened next with the Street Profits and Viking Raiders. They were supposed to have a tag team championship match. But no, we had a cinematic match Rush Hour, Tokyo Drift, Rush Hour, Viking Prop, whatever sequel of Rush Hour this was. We had ninjas. We had an alligator in a dumpster. We had bowling balls. We had swords. We had a 7'3 Performance Center trainee. That's like this big ninja. I don't care. Let's move on. Then we get into the main event built as the greatest wrestling match ever. And it wasn't. But it was still a very good match. Randy Orton versus Edge. And they, they, they shocked us. And they should be proud of themselves. Because they had a really 
good match. Not the greatest match ever, because that's subjective. But it was a really good match. It was a really, really good match. In the opening moments of the match, they're obviously calling on both tie up. They're doing drop down, leapfrog. And there was a spot where Randy, I think it was like for a drop down or whatever. And Randy dropped and then like hit Edge's leg so that way he would fall to the side. Then there was a spot where um, it looked like he may have been opened up the hard way. But Edge was like on the top turnbuckle headbutting um, Orton. And Orton started bleeding. We got color, which is cool to see because we don't really get to see that often. So that, that was really cool to see. And they didn't black and white the picture, so, you know. Then there was a spot where Randy goes for the Three Amigos. Edge blocks it. Does his own version of the Three Amigos. Crazy. Crazy, 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 crazy. Randy pulls Edge to, like, the bottom of the turnbuckle. Like, like they were, like, playing tug-of-war the, on the outside. And then Randy, like, pulls Edge. And, like, he went, like, damn near, like, throat first into, like, that bottom steel part of the turnbuckle. It looked vicious. It looked brutal. Right? Then this is where it started, like, okay, they're pulling shit from the NXT guys and the AEW guys with the... Near fall after near fall after near fall. Um, there's a spot where like Randy tries to go for like a drop kick. Edge counters into a power bomb. Near fall. Randy pulls the greatest hits. Gives Edge a pedigree. Near fall. Edge hits a rock bottom on Randy. Near fall. Edge and Randy, they keep rolling each other up. Then Randy eventually hits an RKO on Edge. Another near fall. There were like eight to ten near falls, and I was like, they could have, I could have done without the the near falls because I've said that about AEW and about NXT that like the finisher kick out, finisher kick out like seven, eight times. It's like okay, you could have done it three to four times, and I would have been cool. But ten, fifteen times, like RKO, RKO, kick out, kick out. I was like, all right, come on now. But um, there was a spot where Randy tries to go for a punt kick. The first time, I was like, wow, he's, they're bringing this shit back. And I thought it was just to play into the thing, right? That's until we get into the finish. Randy goes for a punt kick. Edge jumps up, spears Randy twice, near fall. And I was like, okay, I don't know where they're going to go from here. Then in the closing moments of the match, Edge locks on the anti-venom, which is like that chokehold that he does, but they call it an anti-venom, which I kind of like. And it looked like Randy gave um, Edge a low blow. Randy punk kicks Edge, and Randy Orton picks up the victory. The thing I didn't mention about this match, they had piped-in crowd noises, and they had Charles Robinson wearing the old-school 80s, like, blue button-up with the black bow tie and everything, the old MSG thing, and they had Howard Finkel from the heavens announce Edge and Randy Orton. And supposedly what I heard that the crowd noise that you heard in the Edge and Randy Orton match was from their match at Vengeance in 2004. So they basically took the audio from their match back in 2004 and piped it in for, for their main event at Backlash. Um, the piped in crowd noises didn't bother me as much, but then when they got the fight forever, this is awesome thing, I was kind of like, okay. I felt like this match was a lot better than the WrestleMania match, and I even feel like this one was a little bit longer but this match was, it, it made me forget about the WrestleMania match. This match was really good, and they should be proud of themselves. And it is announced, well, prior to it, because one of my people hit me up, and they told me Edge 
torn, I think, either one of his triceps or both his triceps clean off the bone. He had to have immediate surgery. He had to go under the knife. And it is possible that he can be out for eight to nine months. That sucks, because now where do you go with Randy Orton from here? Do you put him in the title picture? Do you put him in the U.S. title picture? Do you have him feud with Kevin Owens? Do you have him feud with Andrade? I don't know. Like, where, like where do you put Randy Orton from here? You know? But this was a really good match. And overall, this pay-per-view sucked. I gave this pay-per-view a 4 out of 10. Drew McIntyre and Bobby Lashley and Edge and Randy Orton were my favorite matches of the night. Everything else I really couldn't care for. I don't even know what the hell that Viking Raiders of Street Profits shit was. But it's like WWE, they get this cool idea of cinematic matches. And they just run it into the fucking ground. Like they do with everything. Like they get handed a pot of gold and they turn into a pile of shit. But anyway, guys, that is the end of this Backlash 2020 pay-per-view review. If you're new to the channel, be sure to subscribe and hit that notification bell. And if you enjoyed this Backlash pay-per-view review, be sure to hit that like with a Stone Cold Stunner. And in the comments, let me know. Did you like Backlash? Did you hate Backlash? Did you even watch Backlash? Let me know some of your favorite matches in the comment section down below. I go by the name Unknown, Pipe Bomb.